the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, April the 12th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Let's take a look at a couple of things that happened in the past. Then let's talk about what's happening right now in our culture. Today on April 12, 1945, President Franklin D. Roosevelt died of cerebral hemorrhage in Warm Springs, Georgia. He was 63 years old. Vice President Harry S. Truman was immediately sworn in as the next president of the United States. Today, in 1861, the Civil War began. Confederate troops opened fire at Fort Sumter, South Carolina. Today, in 1877, not that this is all that important, except to those of us who like baseball. Today, in 1877, the catcher's mask was first used in a baseball game. Harvard playing Lynn Live Oaks. I don't know who Lynn Live Oaks is, but they were playing them in baseball. And a guy had figured out how to make a mask. Can you imagine if you've played a little baseball, even when you were a little kid, sandlot, whatever, can you imagine being the catcher? For those of you who don't follow baseball, that's the guy that's crouched down right behind the batter with a guy looking over his shoulder. That's the umpire. Can you imagine playing catcher without a mask? There's a lot of um, illustrations that I could extrapolate from that in life, but we won't go there this morning. But anyway, the first catcher's mask was worn today in 1877 in a baseball game. Today in 1955, the Salk vaccine against polio was declared safe and effective. Today in 1961, Soviet cosmonaut, he became the first man to fly in space, orbiting the Earth once, then made a safe landing. Today in 1963, civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested, jailed in Birmingham, Alabama, charged with contempt of court and parading without a permit. It was during this time behind bars that King wrote his famous and very influential letter from Birmingham jail. Today in 1988, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office issued a patent to Harvard University for a genetically engineered mouse. That was the first time a patent was granted for an animal life form. And today in 1990, in its first meeting, East Germany, first democratically elected parliament, they acknowledged responsibility for the Nazi Holocaust, asked the forgiveness of Jews and others who had suffered. That was a pretty big day for East Germany. I was there as the wall was being torn down. I was there in ministry. And... Uh, it was almost indescribable what the people's emotions at that time were, but they were sensing freedom, and it soon came to them. They'd been locked up for years until Ronald Reagan stood at the Brandenburg Gate, called on Mr. Gorbachev to tear down that wall. Without a shot being fired, the wall came down, and everything changed for the people in East Berlin. 
I saw a poll the other day that had the numbers 87%. That was the highest one I've seen, but I've seen a number of polls that indicate that most people today, a majority of people in America today, are stressed. They're feeling sometimes so stressful that they consider or even take their own life. I saw one poll just a few days ago, the end of last week, that had 87% of Americans admit or say they have out-of-control stress and anxiety at times just because of what has all been going on in our culture. The pandemic, the political upheaval, rioting in the cities, continuing. I thought of the words of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41. He wrote, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Pretty sure Peter had probably read that. When he wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5, he said, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's the word of the Lord for those who are experiencing depression or anxiety and for all the rest of us as well. Biden, President Biden put out a, uh, a statement on Friday. He said he's going to begin a study of the Supreme Court. Well, that caught my attention because any time the far-left progressives say they're going to study something, that means they are going to attempt to change it or cancel it. So here we go again. The talk of packing the court has now moved from the background and the back room to the conference room, disguised as a study of possible reforms to the Supreme Court of the United States, including expanding the number of justices. And they plan to study possible term limits for justices as well. This could fracture that branch of government, and justice is a concept. Justice is a principle upon which this nation was founded, upon which our lives function. True justice. True justice can only be found in God. True justice can only be found in the principles that are put forth, the Judeo-Christian principles, in the Word of God. So here we go. We're going to study the Constitution. Remember when the people that were, wrote the Constitution, among them was Ben Franklin, they were in the little hall there in Philadelphia. He came out. <clears throat> they'd been working on this uh, on this Constitution for some time. They'd had a lot of disagreement. They'd finally decided to pray about it, they, and they did. They they eventually they argued over who would lead the prayer, actually. They, they were really not in one accord, excuse me. <clears throat> so... Ben Franklin, who was not a religious guy at all, he said, let's pray about it. If God's aware of the sparrow when he falls, surely he's aware of us, and how can we build something without his enablement? So they prayed, and they came up with what we know as our Constitution, a beautiful Constitution, I believe, inspired by God in their minds. I'm not inspired in the way that, that Scripture's inspired, but just it was an inspiration because they asked God for help. So they create this constitution that we have and hold today. 
Franklin stepped out of the building. A woman saw him step out. She knew who he was, and she knew what they were doing in that building. She stepped over to him. She said, Mr. Franklin, she said, what kind of a country have you given us? He said, well, it's a republic if you can keep it. I think that was probably words beyond what he or she recognized at the time, the importance of it, because it takes a regular vigilance to protect freedom and liberty. And yes, our founding documents. So now President Biden is beginning to move on the the most fundamental document that we have in, in America, our Constitution. And he's creating a commission, mostly left wing, And he's going to, quote, unquote, study it. We need to be informed, not misled, about what's really going on. And according to the statement from the White House on Friday, President Biden is ordering the creation of this commission to study possible reforms to the Supreme Court, including whether to expand the number of justices, which is a key goal of leftist radicals in the Democrat Party, The commission's purpose is to provide an analysis of the principal argument. These are his words, not mine. A principal arguments in the contemporary public debate for and against Supreme Court reform. The topics will include the genesis of the reform debate, the court's role in the constitutional system, the length of service and turnover of justices on the court, the membership and size of the court, and the court's case selection, rules, and practices. Let me be honest and clear with you, straight talk. This is not about any of that. It's about whether they can pull off a scheme to pack the court and uh, put more far-left liberal activists, progressive so-called activists, on the Supreme Court and do it very quickly. If they feel that there's a the window of opportunity for them to do this, they will do it. If they don't feel there's a window of opportunity, they won't. But that's what this is about. It's not about making anything better. It's about taking control of the Supreme Court and doing damage to our Constitution. That's what it's all about. All of this goals and purposes talk is a smokescreen that's designed to make this exercise look like an honest attempt to better serve we the people, we little people out here, and our justice system. Given opportunity to stand for justice, the left has failed on every occasion. There's a long history of ignoring justice in the name of compassion by former California General Attorney General Kamala Harris, who is about to become president. I don't think Joe Biden will finish four years. I don't think he thinks he will. Maybe he does. I don't know what he thinks. Maybe he doesn't think. But Kamala Harris thinks she's in line to become president, and I think she thinks that she's going to be, not by being elected, but by Joe Biden conveniently stepping down at the appropriate time so that she can become. And I believe that Barack Obama is probably pushing the buttons, pulling the levers behind the scenes. But others, including former President Obama himself, Biden is simply going with the current of the radical left of the Democratic Party. This study, quote-unquote, will be nothing more or less than an exercise to discover if Biden, possibly a Harris administration, can pull off packing the court and or establishing term limits. I don't know how I feel about, to be honest with you, I don't know how I feel about term limits. I, I don't know but what that might not 
be a good idea. I haven't really given it a lot of thought. I've given a lot of thought to people in the Senate and the House of Representatives having term limits. I wish there was some way we could establish term limits, I'll tell you. I'm all in on that one. I don't know about the Supreme Court. I'll give that some thought. But Biden dodged the question repeatedly when he was a candidate. He finally told the press that he was not a fan of packing the court. Well, that, you know, I'm not a fan of a lot of things. But anyway, he said it's not about court packing. He said there's a number of things. This was back when he was a candidate. But the last thing we need to do is turn the Supreme Court into just a political football. Well, as of Friday, I would say the cheerleaders are standing by and it's kickoff time. He's about to turn it into a political football. That's exactly what he's going to be doing. Unfortunately, those who are close to him, many, probably most all occasions are making the final decisions. Generally, they do want to pack the court because they see the court as another activist tool to advance their far left agenda. It's interesting and it's concerning. No wonder so many people are distressed in America today. We read that scripture a few moments ago. Trust the Lord. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen you. We need to hear the words of the Lord in today's environment because it's very troubling. And now they're attacking the Supreme Court, which in effect is an attack on the Constitution of the United States. But we shouldn't be surprised because these people on the left who claim to be progressive and are regressive, they have long said the Constitution is not doesn't mean what it says. No, I'm not overstating. They say it doesn't mean what it says. It's an evolving, it's a living document. People on the Supreme Court now, today, Sotomayor and others, Kagan, they believe it's a living document. Therefore, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. That's why Thomas Jefferson said the Constitution is like wax in one's hands. And he said they can twist it and mold it into anything they want it to be if they're in control. In ancient history, one of their own, I don't know if he thought of himself as a progressive, but he was certainly a liberal, President FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt. He tried packing the court, and he miserably failed. He thought he had the backing to do it. He wanted to do this same thing, but he failed. There are some clear minds on the left, though, that are advising President Biden not to go there. In fact, one of their go-to guys on the Supreme Court is they push hard for Justice Stephen Breyer to retire. He's 82 years old, and they're saying he seems to be have a very sharp mind and very active, but they're really trying to get him to step down. I mean, there was a whole lot said about it over the week over this weekend in the news. They were say, saying that now would be a good time for him to step down because they want Biden to, you know, nominate some way far left cuckoo type nominee to the Supreme Court. But last Tuesday, Breyer warned his colleagues on the left, the advocates of big changes on the court including the number of justices, he said, I think we should think long and hard about what we're posing. 
he was talking to the Harvard Law School students. I think it was a virtual meeting, but it was live, and he was talking to them. And he said, politically driven change can diminish the trust that Americans have in the Supreme Court. Breyer said, I am seeking to make those whose initial instincts may favor important structural change, such as forms of court packing, think long and hard before embodying those changes in law. Shortly before she passed away, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a hero of the left, for sure, she told the press, and it's on video, that she strongly opposes packing the court by expanding the number of justices. She said, we cannot calculate the impact and the consequences. Associated Press said Breyer was telling the next generation that it would be wrong to think of the court as another political institution. I thought of something Tom, <coughs> excuse me, something that Thomas Jefferson said when I read that quote here uh, yesterday as, <coughs> as I was going over the news and so on. I, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I, um, I remembered that Thomas Jefferson had said something about flipping a coin, so I looked it up. Here's what he said. Thomas Jefferson said, quote, it is better to toss up cross and pile. Well, cross and pile means heads or tails. That means to flip a coin. That was a phrase they used back in his day, cross and pile. That was like flipping a coin, heads or tails. You call it while it's in the air, that kind of thing. He said, it's better to toss up cross and pile, heads or tails, in a cause than to refer it to a judge whose mind is warped by any motive, whatever in that particular case. But the common sense of 12 honest men gives still a better chance of a just decision than the hazard of cross and pile, or heads or tails. In other words, when judges, their minds are already warped and they're politically um, engaged as activists, and that's exactly what this is about, he said, heads or tails, just flip it in the air. So he's pointing out the hazard of what these guys are doing, and he's doing so from the perspective of being one of our founders, the creator of our documents, including the Declaration of Independence, of course. So the left sees the higher court in our land as not only just another institution to be remade, but a powerful tool to use in forcing their political and social agenda on America, canceling what America has been, creating a new, a progressive America. I remembered Isaiah talked a lot about this in his book, The the Prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 59, verse 3, he said, None calleth for justice. He He was describing his times, his culture. He said, None calleth for justice nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. It was Isaiah 59.3, and in verse 14 of Isaiah 59, he writes, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. How powerful are those words to today in 2021? 
The Democrat-run cities of Minneapolis and Portland are both on fire again over the weekend. Justice has fallen in the streets because of liberal ideology of a so-called progressive, far-left, radical worldview. A worldview that excludes pretty much the principles upon which our nation was founded, the principles upon which any culture can sustain itself. Those are Judeo-Christian values and principles. Biblical principles are the only principles that are lasting and sustainable. All of the others simply evolve into nothingness except chaos and destruction. He's giving his, President Biden is giving his hand-picked commission 180 days to study the Supreme Court. His commission is co-chaired by former White House counsel Bob Barr, or Bauer, and um, a former attorney assistant, General uh, Christina Rodriguez. I'm not, I don't know too much about Rodriguez. I know, she, I think she worked in the Obama administration, but um, both are holding deep opinions that favor changing the court. That's one thing they have in common. Bauer has been working for years to get term limits on the court justices. I'm not sure how he feels about <clears throat> packing the court. I would guess that he's all, all in on it because that's where the left is pushing Biden, whether he wants to go there or not. There's blanks in what they're doing, and we'll watch this over the coming in the coming days, but it's pretty easy to fill in the blanks as far as what they're wanting to do. They're systematically dismantling the America. They're not admitting this, but they're doing so. Dismantling the America that Washington and Adams and Jefferson and Madison and Franklin and all of the other founders created. So we can fill in the blanks as, to, as far as where this is going. Breyer told the Harvard Law students last week, he said the court's power depends on the public's willingness to respect its decisions. If the public sees just judges as politicians in robes, its confidence in courts and in the rule of law itself can only diminish, diminishing the court's power. Well, that's what Isaiah was talking about in his time. That's exactly. Justice has fallen in the street. Truth is upside down. Portland... And I'd like to welcome all of you who are listening in Portland today, and I hope many of you are. Our first day on the air at KPDQ-FM. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening every day, I hope. I hope you'll help us to support this ministry as we go along. In fact, we're counting on it. We think you will. We think you'll like what we're doing. Get behind it. Support it. And to many of you who perhaps have known me in the past, Welcome. Thank you. KPDQ FM. In fact, to all of you who helped us go on the air in Portland, from Seattle, Yakima, Spokane, Tri-Cities, all across the Northwest, thank you so much for supporting it and continuing to. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. But we live in days when what we're doing here is, to the best of our ability, we are looking at what happened today or last night. Very current. That's why this program originates live every morning at 9 a.m. Some of you hear it an hour or two delayed, but we're live and we're current. It's an extra effort, not only for myself, but 
more importantly for the people who are behind the scenes, the people working at these stations that we're on, the people, ACN, that produce the program or live every morning. And I am very, very grateful. We couldn't do this without all of those people who help us and all of you who support us. So this is an effort that every day is kind of weighed in the balances. And if everybody's with us, we do it. If they would not be, we, I wouldn't be here without your support. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So that's kind of how this works. And um, I think you'll understand. And I, again, I hope you'll get with what we're doing and become a part of it. And thank you in advance. But over the weekend, Portland was on fire. Minneapolis was on fire again. John Nolte, who is a um, well-known author, he's very direct, very conservative. I don't think he's a Christian, but he's a conservative for sure. Maybe he's a Christian. I don't know what he is. But anyway, he's a conservative. He wrote an article that was published this morning. He said, the Democrat-run cities of Minneapolis and Portland are both on fire again. Over the weekend in Democrat-run Portland, the left-wing terrorists in Antifa tried to burn down government buildings with people in them. Well, that's true. They did. And in Democrat-run Minneapolis, the left-wing terrorists in Black Lives Matter burned and looted and rioted again. Anyway, he writes, how was your weekend? My weekend, he says, well, I live out here in rural Megaland. So he said, my weekend was very, uh, was like uh, every weekend in rural Megaland. It was, in a word, blissful. Clean air, clean water, no shootings, no lootings, no riots, no racial tension. The wind was a bit chillier than I would have liked. But nevertheless, he says, I mustered through and Still got my camper washed and cleaned and ready to go. Got my pickup washed, watched movies, grilled burgers, chatted with neighbors, walked dogs. It was nice. You know, the usual, usual. Thanks for asking. He said, isn't it odd how us Trump voters are relentlessly smeared as violent, racist, and anti-environmental? And yet, out here where we all live and all own guns, it's peaceful. There's no racial problems. And our air, water, and streets are safe and clean. Meanwhile... Democrat-run Portland, where Democrats had a monopoly on power for decades, is on fire again. He said, well, you get what you vote for. Well, that's true, (laughs) the majority. Sometimes some of us wish our vote counted more, but we're going to keep voting, keep praying, stay engaged, be informed, and be active. Riots rocked Minneapolis again last night. Governor Tim Walz, he mobilized the National Guard overnight while we slept. He said rioters vandalized the Brooklyn Center. That's a suburb of Minneapolis. Police Department Sunday because a law enforcement uh, person shot and killed a black man with an outstanding warrant. That was last night. Walz issued the governor issued a statement late Sunday night following the shooting that took place at a traffic stop. He said, I'm closely monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center. Gwen and I, that apparently is his wife, are praying for uh, this uh, Duat Wright's family as our state mourns another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. He put that out on Twitter early, early this morning. Portland, in real time, Seattle and Portland have become synonymous with rioting, lawlessness, disregard for the law by far left, by far left radical leaders in each city. Freedom has its life in the hearts, the actions, the spirit of men, and so it must be daily earned and refreshed. 
President Dwight D. Eisenhower told us. Our culture is withering and dying, but there is hope because Almighty God is in control. Thank you so much for joining me today. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being with us again tomorrow.